This is the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, October 10th. S&P futures are trading about unchanged as investors uh, wait eagerly for any news out of these U.S.-China negotiations that are scheduled for Thursday and Friday. So the tenor of news overnight, um, you know, I would say it sounds mixed, but I think that it was much more positive than it was negative. So starting with, I guess, the one negative, there was a report in the in the South China Morning Post talking about how the deputy level talks that took place Monday and Tuesday this week did not achieve any progress. So that's ostensibly a negative. However, I think this decision that's now being reported across multiple papers, it started in the New York Times about how Trump is going to grant a permanent waiver for American companies to sell non-essential goods to Huawei. This isn't terribly uh, unexpected. I think it is, though, a very encouraging and positive goodwill gesture on the part of the White House. So if that is actually confirmed, I think that's something that would be very welcome to China. This has been one of China's key demands um, in the last couple of weeks as the two sides had re-engaged in negotiations that they alleviate some of the pressures being placed on Huawei. Um, and then the other the other encouraging development was uh, Bloomberg talking about how the U.S. and China may announce some type of a currency pact this week. Um, I think that's a relatively nominal action. But again, as far as it being a goodwill gesture, it is certainly encouraging. So the bar is is very low, I think, exiting these negotiations. Um, really, the, the you know, the only thing we need to see is the avoidance of incremental tariffs. Um, continued agricultural purchases, and then continued negotiations so the lines of communication stay open. And I think you can achieve all those things. And that which should be enough to get the S&P back uh, above 2950, perhaps closer to 3000, um, especially in a near-term tactical basis. I still think, based on everything we know right now, that 3000 is going to be a pretty firm ceiling. If anything, um, it should probably be a little bit lower. You know, we still are are kind of using in print a 177, 178 EPS number for 2020. Um, that's looking increasingly stale. You probably have to haircut that by at least a few dollars. So if you're still using a 17 times multiple, um, that points to definitely um, a, a lower ceiling. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can't get above 3000. It just means that the multiple is going to have to do a lot of the heavy lifting. So I, I have been assuming that 17 times is an appropriate max multiple um, in the current environment. It wouldn't be impossible to get above eight to get to 18 times if you kind of really relieve a lot of the trade tensions. If you really see clarity, not only on China but on the U.S. I'm, I'm sorry, on the U.S. European trade relationship, and then you come out of this upcoming earnings season um, without inflicting too much damage on next year's earnings estimate. I, I think that's a stretch right now. So 17 times is, is again, the, the multiple I'm comfortable using. Um, so China is dominating everything, obviously. There is no public schedule or itinerary. Um, again, the talks are supposed to be today and tomorrow. Ideally, they stretch all the way into Friday night, perhaps even into Saturday. That would be a very encouraging sign. Um, it would also be encouraging if Trump were to meet with any of the senior Chinese leaders that are in town this week. So there have been some suggestions in the press that that meeting could take place if things are going well. So if we were to see headlines either later on Thursday or Friday that Trump is actually going to sit down briefly to meet with any of the Chinese officials, that would be a positive sign. And then you still have this big APEC event coming up in November in Chile. It's unclear if she and Trump will be attending um, but it is it is possible that they both will be there. Um, and then again, if you have if you see progress at these talks, if you see progress at subsequent talks in the coming weeks and the two of them sit down at that at that event, at that APEC event in Chile, that would certainly be a positive sign. 
So that is everything having to do with China. Like I said, I think uh, the news leans positive this morning. Um, you know, a few other items of note, uh, European profit news. The LVMH numbers out midday on Wednesday in the U.S. after the European close on Wednesday were very strong. That stock is the top performer in uh, the SXPP, the S. XXP index in Europe. It is dragging a lot of the other luxury stocks higher along with it. Um, conversely, Philips, obviously a big European uh, healthcare company, issued a profit warning this morning. They're citing in part tariffs for the miss. So that stock is one of the weakest in Europe. So the LVMH and Philips uh, news certainly uh, is, is definitely in focus today. Um, an interesting article in the FT about, about Draghi and QE and the ECB. You know, this is just a late example pointing to enormous disagreement at the ECB at the moment about monetary policy. It also points to the limitations um, for the ECB, the Fed as well, about uh, adopting incremental stimulus actions in this type of an environment. So the ECB certainly now is grappling with the downside effects of, of, of extraordinary amounts of accommodation. And the Fed, if you read the minutes yesterday, um, also, there's, there's definitely kind of a lack of consensus about adopting incremental accommodation, which makes it imperative that policymakers achieve some type of a taunt on trade, given that that is clearly the single greatest overhang on economic growth and activity. So that is really it for today. Uh, we're going to get the CPI out at 830. You know, this one ran a little bit hot, the last number that came out, so people will be watching it very closely. It's really not going to change much as far as federal policymaking is concerned. I still think that we'll get a cut on October 30th, and then assuming we get a detente with China, I think the Fed on the 30th will signal um, that they're going to now be on, in an on-hold type of a policy going forward. Um, and again, I think the bigger important deliverable on, on October 30th will be whatever actions are taken to quell repo market volatility, and that's going to involve expanding the balance sheet um, about $200 billion, mostly through T-bill purchases. Uh, so that is it. Um, that is it for Thursday, October 10th. Thanks, everyone, for listening.